counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new Welcome to Lambo Leap Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. Um, it is 112, so I think it's a good day to do it, right? Number one. 12. 12. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know. All oh, right. It's awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry about that. But Wags, big news. We got ourselves a head coach. Yeah, so exciting news. And um, when we last talked... Uh, we said, you know, we're going to know pretty quickly which yep. direction they're going. That was uh, kind of our, our parting thought from uh, last time. Um, if we didn't hire a coach this week, um, it seemed like that would indicate it was going to be one of the guys that um, is still coaching a team that's currently in the playoffs. For sure. Um, or we were going to find out that we were getting a head coach. Uh, that happened a lot more quickly than I think either of us were expecting, What uh, didn't it, though? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we should say it's Matt LaFleur, right? Matt LaFleur. So what's your initial reaction, Dan? Um, I, I don't pretend to know everything about him. I've been kind of cramming since we hired him. He was definitely a name that had been floated out there a little bit uh, in the past. I actually like the idea of bringing in a uh, – uh, a guy who's kind of seen as a as a fresh offensive mind. I like bringing in somebody who maybe isn't the the huge name. That's not something we've done in the past. It actually reminds me a little bit of the McCarthy hire from from you know now almost 15 years ago, um, in the sense that offensive guy had been a coordinator for a year or two and and um, had seen some success in different uh, avenues. So I guess overall I can say um, with. I like it. I like it. I don't know enough. I don't think anybody knows with any of these new head coaching hires, whether it's the Green Bay Packers or anybody else, um, who's going to stick, who's not going to. If you told me uh, three, four years ago, Doug Peterson would be winning Super Bowls and, and being a mastermind, I'd be like, maybe, but you know, I don't know. And he wasn't necessarily the sexiest hire when he was hired by the Eagles back then. Um, so I like it. I'm excited to, to see him um, build. And um, I, I think it's going to be, it's a breath of fresh air for sure for the fan base. What do you think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a couple of things that stand out to me in my mind. First of all, even before we started talking about who some of these candidates would be, um, we uh, discussed what the ideal or expected profile of the next head coach would be. Yeah. And I th- I know that we talked about offensive minded, uh, younger, um, you know, brings in some some new uh, concepts and ideas outside of maybe that um, uh, existing uh, Packers family. Um, So, I mean, that uh, this definitely checks all of those boxes, Um, you know. I'm surprised, I'm a little surprised at myself, um, that I had this gut feeling, not that they were going to hire LeFleur, but that they weren't going to hire McDaniels. Mm -hmm. And the closer that we got to this decision being announced... Um, even as is, 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 is close as Monday morning uh, before it, it, the news was uh, broken, um, when I saw the article floated out there that the Patriots were prepared for McDaniels to move on, yeah. um, it just seemed to me that was coming out of McDaniels' camp, and it, it felt a little desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I had an unsettling feeling that I was nervous because I didn't think it was going to be McDaniels at that point, but I was also nervous that it could be. <laughs> and I didn't like that process or that MO. Yeah. Um, it, it, it struck me as all of the things that I didn't like about the idea of having McDaniels come to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he has a, a lot of things going for him, but I, I just wasn't sure that he was the right fit. And and it was interesting, the reaction to LaFleur from a lot of other uh, fellow Packers fans was, you know, thank God it's not McDaniels. Yeah, right? Well, it seems sure. as much of it as anything. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of question marks out there. Um, but I, I, it's just interesting that, I mean, I, I, was, I guess my surprise was that I felt that way leading up to it because I had kind of come around, I thought, in my head yeah. to McDaniels being the guy. But I guess in my heart, uh, I, I had an uneasy feeling about it. So yeah. I'm glad, too, that the Packers went in another direction there. Um, I do think LaFleur is a breath of fresh air. Uh, and uh, just looking at it from a high level, he definitely fits the profile of who we thought that we yeah. would be looking for and who we wanted right from the start. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, it's funny you say that about McDaniels because, man, I, I felt the same way. You know, a podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, I, I, could, I could see McDaniels. I think that'd be good. And as it started to drag on, I started to go, I don't want it to be McDaniels. Let's, <laughs> let's get somebody else in here. So um, a little bit about about uh, our new head coach, um, young guy, 39 years old, um, Midwest guy too, right? He grew up in Michigan, went to a small school, played football at a like a Division uh, two school, um, and uh, he's definitely the kind of guy you'd call a fast riser. He, he's been in the NFL in some capacity. He first broke in 2008. Um, he's been a quarterbacks coach for uh, a number of quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he's worked with RG3 in the past. He's worked with Matt Ryan, worked with Jared Goff. Uh, this past season as OC, worked with Mariota. Um, so there, there's a lot of different guys he's worked with. I, I was really um, impressed uh, with the work he did with Matt Ryan, for sure. He was quarterback's coach with Matt Ryan the year that the Falcons um, were a choke job away from winning a Super Bowl, and Matt Ryan won the MVP. Um, so I, I think that um, he, he brings that. He comes from a uh, coaching tree with the, the Shanahan coaching tree. Um, so, you know, looking at him from that profile, um, do you think he's the kind of guy that uh, can turn this offense around and crank it up a little bit? And do you think that uh, he's the guy that is going to be able to work with uh, with our star quarterback and, and get everything back on track for a potential championship run in 2019 and beyond? Well, that remains to be seen, certainly. Do I think he's that guy? Um, I, I hope so. I, I, he is saying the right things. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, Honestly, some of this might be a little bit overblown, but there's a lot of truth in the fact that the most important thing that he can do is uh, be able to have a great relationship and work with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we like to joke, uh, maybe me more than you, that uh, Rodgers has been carrying this franchise and McCarthy and Thompson were, you know, along for the ride. But... You know, there is a little bit of truth to that. You can only do so much with the personnel that you have. And so I don't want to give the idea that our next uh, head coach here and Coach LaFleur just needs to come in and not screw things up and let Aaron do the rest. Mm -hmm. Because that, 
I would be disappointed if that were the case. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, he has obviously the tools um, that uh, most other coaches around the league would be envious of. And, and clearly with the amount of interest that there was in this Packers job, mm-hmm. um, the we could talk about the quality of, of the candidates notwithstanding in this cycle, um, that there was definitely, you know, a lot of interest in, in um, the um, uh, both the um, – program with Green Bay as well as the personnel that are on the team right now uh, was certainly appealing to a lot of coaches around the league. So in that respect, you know, um, maybe things weren't so much completely broken from the aspect of, you know, this, uh, this, uh, we need to start from scratch. It's just a matter of you know, tweaking a few things and having a slightly different approach. Um, in that regard, I, you know, I, I, I really think that even if uh, Coach LaFleur isn't, you know, and we'll never know, it's sort of hearsay, if, even if he isn't the, you know, most amazing offensive mind and play caller, um, just by the fact that he has number 12, if they can get on the same page, to me, that should be able to uh, get things turned around in a hurry. And there's no reason that that and that alone uh, can't uh, put them back into the top five uh, and definitely not top, definitely back in the top 10 in in, uh, offensive uh, uh, efficiency uh, as we move forward. Definitely, Wags. And and we talked about it, um, you know, uh, a little bit. And I know that Packer Nation was kind of curious um, what the process was going to be, the hiring process, and, and um, you know, what Rogers' role, if anything, would have been in the hiring process. And, um, you know, we, we now find out that uh, Aaron was uh, part of the leadership committee during the process. He called LeFleur. Along with some other players. Oh, other yes. players, too, to be fair. Yeah. 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 Um, he called LeFleur before, I believe, he inked the contract, and they had a conversation at the urging of uh, of some of the, the, the brass of the Packers. Um, I personally, I don't have a problem with it. I, I would be bothered if he didn't have conversations. He's going to be working directly with our head coach. They need to have that relationship. And um, I think it, it's so far it's brand new. Um, but I think that the offense that um, that LeFleur potentially could bring um, is going to really lend itself well to Aaron. Now, Aaron can do any, any offense, I think, and not have – um, you know, he, he can make anything look pretty masterful. Um, but I think this offense is going to um, lend itself well to him and, and the, the rest of the, the team. And I'm, I'm really um, I'm really pumped with actually how the process ended up working. Um, did you have a problem with them at all, having a kind of a leadership committee with, with Aaron and other players? Or did you think that was the right way to handle it? Or um, what were your thoughts? So I think there were some really good things about the process. Before, if you don't mind, I think there's a couple of other things I just I, I thought about um, and I didn't mention before in terms of the system. Um, I know that there are a lot of both uh, Packers fans and some some vocal um, uh, knuckleheads in the media, uh, non-Packers media, I think mostly, uh, just looking at the offensive ranks of Tennessee last yep. year and saying, hey, I mean, what is this guy? Is the first time he had an opportunity to call plays. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say I think there's some valid 
um, concern there. Um, and there's also the side of it, I can see where, hey, he didn't have the tools to work with that he will have in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that stood out to me that I saw is that um, the Titans actually had I think either the first or the second highest expected completion rate uh, in the league. And that, I think, says a lot because how often have I especially been complaining about the Mm -hmm. fact that um, in the offense uh, for the Packers the last few years, uh, they just haven't been able to scheme guys open. And if you have uh, one of the top expected um, completion rates in the league, you're scheming guys open. Mm -hmm. And uh, that wasn't with, you know, a, a lot of... Of, you know household names down in Tennessee right. um, so in fact they lost basically I would say their number one weapon and Delaney Walker being injured before the season um, and the expected completion rate just to be clear has nothing to do with the actual completion rate or performance mm-hmm. but uh, that being said you've got a quarterback in Marks Mariota who I think we would agree has some talent and potential, but at this point in his career has had some, you know, injury issues. Nerve and, and issues with his hand, he, even his throwing hand, if he, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, and so granted, on the flip side, you would like to see a guy like LaFleur come in and in his first year maybe turn things around a little bit more with a guy uh, with a talented uh, player in, in Marcus Mariota, but, um, you know, if he didn't have the weapons there, um, I mean, uh, Mariota is never going to be confused for Aaron Rodgers, no. and if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers doesn't have weapons and is struggling to connect and get, and uh, you know, and, and get things going, um, you can't really blame um, either Mariota or LaFleur for that. That being said, it's kind of, uh, the flip side of it is you can make, ish, uh, you can make, Excuses and say, well, he didn't have the personnel. They had injuries, etc. Well, he didn't. He also didn't prove it. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know. Um, so I think there is um, that is uh, somewhat of an unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, looking at the offense a little bit, Wags, I'm gonna cop to it. I have been watching Tennessee Titan offensive highlights this year <laughs> uh, for the last uh, few days. I, uh, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading on on what his offenses still look like, and um, you know that Shanahan tree. It's not the West Coast offense, but. Um, It's got some of the same bones and similar verbiage, and I thought that was really telling. I think Aaron's going to be able to pick it up instantly, uh, but with some of these young wide receivers that are here, kind of keeping some of the things in in similar, um, even the verbiage in the the huddle, you know, I think is going to be important for this. Um, I've been reading quite a bit that... uh, uh, he's going to be doing some vertical routes, but that they're going to have an easy release outlet, which, oh my goodness, that's something that we've Thank been you. dying for, right? Yeah. And, and I think that speaks to the completion percentage and, and um, just giving Aaron an opportunity uh, when, when the, you know, the, the play is breaking down to have a, a quick outlet to get rid of the ball. I mean, that can change everything right there, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think part of it too is uh, is also there. It looks like they're going to be a little bit more run heavy. I would not expect them to be as run heavy as the Titans were this past year. Um, our buddy Schmitty uh, uh, informed us that they're uh, they had a 48% run uh, rate, and and certainly Tennessee is more of a um, defense first mentality. Um, so it makes sense that they're going to run the ball a little mm-hmm. bit more um, but the Packers were I believe around 32 mm-hmm. percent and my goodness we were calling for them to run the ball more frequently all year Aaron uh, Jones just had a second Christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and and so I, I 
but that is so important that that is a heavy emphasis, a wide zone scheme. Um, I think our offensive linemen are really going to like that. Yes. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, but um, uh, th- those are some things that that sets up the play action so much more. That's been missing a lot in this offense. The, the defense just doesn't respect that when we do run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, thank goodness uh, to have a, a, a release valve uh, within the scheme and, and that that isn't a point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been talking about it. Uh, we're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. That's both your running backs. That's Jimmy Graham. I think that's the best use of him at this point in his career. So I, I think there's a lot of things that we can look forward to uh, from that standpoint as well. Yeah. Um, I, to get back to you, sorry, I got no, us a little no. off track, but we're um, just excited yeah. <laughs> to get us back to your question on the process. So I think there were definitely some good things. I do like the fact that uh, there's a couple of things I really liked. Um, yes, I liked the approach to have um, Murphy, uh, Goody, and Ball uh, all uh, part of the uh, interview process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I clearly um, those are the three guys that, uh, you know, need to be involved. And it's good that there appears to be some clear lines of communication and that there was a clear consensus um, uh, when the hire was made. Um, I would have to assume, uh, we don't know this, but I would have to assume that given the number of interviews that the Packers lined up in a short period of time, that they were able to do a lot of homework on all of these candidates Mm -hmm. uh, leading up to those interviews starting. And boy, I would think that getting a head start on that by, you know, not that they couldn't have been doing that and and not relieved McCarthy of his duties, but at the same time, it it gives them a clear path to do that. Um, So I'm sure that even if they didn't know that you know, Coach Lafleur was going to be the guy um, that they had a really good idea of. You know, wh- who these guys all were, and I'm sure they had uh, uh, an idea of of who their priorities were and 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 what they could expect and and some of the information they needed to find out from these guys uh, as they went into that process. I like that the. Um, I like that they were able to make the first decision. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the first domino to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, they found their guy and they attacked the market, made the offer and locked him up. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw how quickly those dominoes fell after the Packers made that initial offer. Now, you know, those things aren't mutually exclusive. Some of these other teams may have been keying in on the, the hires they eventually made. But that being said, you don't want to kind of be falling behind and what if one of your first what if your second uh choice gets picked up and then your first choice falls through and now all of a sudden you're scrambling a little bit Mm -hmm. and you're down to your third or fourth or fifth choice Mm -hmm. and that's when you can be in a position where maybe you don't hire the guy that you really wanted to um which is disastrous for a franchise it certainly is so um so so i think those and i do really like that they included Rogers in the process in the way that they did. We don't know if he called any of the other candidates or not, yeah. um, but uh, certainly I'm glad that he was involved in the process. Um, I'm not crazy um, about how the presentation was made. Um, I, Mark Murphy, I've got um, some issues with. 
uh, personally, some trepidation. Um, it, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it's either one of two things. One, um, he is getting highly and heavily involved because he's looking to, he's thinking about cementing his legacy uh, in Green Bay. Um, I think clearly the legacy of his predecessor and Bob Harlan is unquestioned and is Hall of Fame level. Mm-hmm. And I think when Mark Murphy's kind of looking around, <laughs> I'm not sure that, you know, I think he has done some really great things for the franchise. But he doesn't have that football uh, level operational legacy um, that that Harlan had. And so my concern is, is that some of the um, operational um, structure that they put in place and him being kind of the guy making this hire Mm -hmm. is all about him being involved in trying to cement his own legacy Um, and, and it just makes me unsettled. I don't like this structure. I, I think it. Uh, they need to change it sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, maybe he's some type of evil genius and he's taking the bullets. Um, there are some benefits to him making this hire. He's not going to be around that much longer. I believe he's 62 years old. And perhaps he's he and Goody, he's just saying, you know, look, um, let me make this hire. That way, you know, you've 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 only been um, in your role as a GM for one year. If yeah. this doesn't work out, mm-hmm. now you can make that call. Um, you're going to be the one moving forward. Then you don't have to have this blemish on your record. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what he's doing, I think it's commendable. I I wouldn't like that because obviously you want to make sure you're hiring the right guy mm-hmm. and you'd be confident in that. Um, so I really don't think that's what's happening. Um, uh, Lafleur, uh, Murphy, you know, just he—he he seems like he's trying to grab attention, and and I just—I just don't like the way he—he's going about the process. Um, it's not a huge deal, um, but um, I—it's—it it makes me the, the whole structure of the organization and and Murphy kind of putting himself front and center. Um, that part of the process I, I don't like, and, and it's made me a, a little bit uneasy, to be yeah. quite honest with you. Yeah, and, and I don't have as big of a problem with it right now um, that you do. I, I think it remains to be seen if it's successful. I mean, you know, the, the um, history goes to the winner. So if we if we win a couple a couple more rings here in the next few years, then it's going to look like an incredible um, incredible move on his part. I think that uh, he's a competitive guy, and he's got a lot on his plate. Um, it remains to be seen, but I do, I like so far, I think Goody was a great hire last year and, and now with Lafleur, and I understand the process behind it, um, could, you know, um, cause some concerns for, for some folks. But as of now, I think that's where we differ a little bit. Cause I, I, I just think that we got to give it a little bit more time, but, um, you know, as with any fan, if things aren't going right next year this time, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be um, probably I'm um, making my way over to your camp um, as well. Uh, and that's completely fair. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I might be overthinking this a little bit, but um, I would just prefer to have a, a clear delineation and let the football guys run it. And and I'm not saying that Murphy is unqualified to hire a, a coach. Mm-hmm. I just and it's I mean, if. And we don't know. Maybe, yeah, don't know. again, maybe yeah. he's just kind of the face in front of it. Um, perhaps um, Goody and Ball, you know, had just as 
much of a say in the process sure. as Murphy did, and he really valued and consulted it. And it, it sounds like that's the case, and at least that's what they're saying. There was a uh, there was a definite consensus that Lafleur was was the guy. Um, so uh, you're right. I guess it's probably not necessarily fair to to question that. It's just uh, 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 we'll see how that shakes out. I guess as we move forward. Wait. So so Dane, oh, did was there something else well, you wanted to add? Well, I was going to say, you know what can unite us and everybody right now in this moment um there has been some changes to the coaching staff and i think that it's just let's just lead with the best one okay well actually i was just gonna say that maybe we should jump into these staff changes well there's somebody who's gone um wait i'm just gonna pull out some bubbly here yeah <laughs> we'll pull out some spotted cow some uh you know get some of wisconsin's finest brews because who's gone ron zook is gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. And, and, and just to give you everyone a play-by-play, Dan and I are high-fiving, yes. and uh, yeah, there's there might be confetti that just uh, came down. <laughs> Green and my... gold confetti. <laughs> it's over. The Ronzuk era is over. He came to the team in 2014 as the assistant special teams coach, and then we didn't get rid of him, and he's finally gone. Um, Wags. It couldn't have really gotten much worse, could it have last year? No, I, I was surprised that the Packers didn't rank dead last in special teams yeah. um, this year rankings, and and I, I checked this morning and they were 30th out of 32. My so uh, you can't, yeah, you can't get much worse. And uh, I, I was kind of thinking we we talked last time that we didn't think Trevor Davis made enough of an impact, and uh, his, the experiment with him as a receiver never really materialized. So, um, but that said, you know he he. He was a guy that gave a little bit of spark and a small sample size to the yeah. return game. Um, uh, I guess where I'm, my thought process was going with that is uh, we just need to, again, uh, not be as bad as we were. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought Lafleur actually made some some uh, kind of the same points that we did. Mm-hmm. We just can't make mistakes. We can't we can't put Aaron Rodgers and the offense in a position to have to <laughs> um, you know uh, make up for. We can, uh, he, I think the exact words he said is we we need to first of all do no harm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might sound simplistic, but it's so true, right? Yeah. Um, so and, and and we talk about I think pretty often here that special teams is a huge part of the game of football overall and if we're given air and field position and we're being clean and and heck we're not blocking in the back you know every every seemingly snap. Uh, we're we're putting Aaron in a position where we can we can do some serious damage, right? Yeah, I, I had to laugh. Uh, a, a direct quote from Zook that just basically encapsulates everything. He yeah. said, uh, "I believe, um, you know, luckily I'm good, so I don't have the anxiety about this that maybe some of the other guys have." Oh I gosh. mean, oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's time to go. So, yep. Yeah. I see. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I think we can. All in Packer Nation, uh, just breathe a sigh of relief that that Ronzuk era is officially over. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, one other change that maybe is a slight surprise but was officially announced is um, um, passing game coordinator Joe Witt. In the def- uh, on the defensive side, right? On the defensive yeah. side uh, was uh, uh, officially let go yesterday. So um, that is actually the only official um, changes. Now, we do expect some other other guys to leave. Wide receivers coach uh, David Rye is reportedly definitely on the way out and uh, but hasn't 
necessarily officially been announced. Yep. Um, so what? Uh, I know we have some some other um, uh, changes or a couple of guys that we do expect to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dane, did you want to go ahead and, and yeah, update us on that? Yeah, I, I think the guys that are, we're, we're planning to keep right now, um, Brian Angelicchio, he's the uh, tight ends coach on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they they are, um, he's I know he's received an offer from Coach Lafleur to stick around for another year. That's actually going to be a really important coaching position because as we've talked about, um, Jimmy Graham most likely going to be on the team this year, but behind him, giant question marks. We're probably going to be bringing in some younger folks that uh, we're going to need to develop. So that's going to be a, a key position, um, whoever it is. But um, but uh, again, Angela Chio has been uh, asked to uh, stick for another year. So we'll update in future podcasts if we hear, uh, uh, you know, one way or another, which way he's going. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we'll start with the coordinator, the, uh, the, uh, a position coach that is uh, reportedly expected to stay, and that's Jerry Montgomery on the uh, defensive line. Um, we know how good we can be on that defensive line. Um, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster. We've got some talent on the defensive line, so um, I think it'd, it'd make a lot of sense to, to, to keep uh, Jerry around, so he's got an offer. But I think the the one that grabs headlines and the one that um, that you know most Packer fans will really acknowledge is that uh, Mike Pettin is expected to remain defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. That settles a um, big question mark we had when we were doing uh, end-of-year reviews position by position last week, which is we will have another 3-4 defense, um, and it's going to give our young guys another year to grow. I personally love the decision to keep Pettin. Um, we were ranked around 18th on defense and we had no safeties the second half of the year um we didn't have a pass rush um somehow we were still able to scheme and find ways to get to the quarterback at times um so wags i think it was a really nice um uh, way to kind of uh, uh, keep keep the things flowing the way we needed them to flow on the defensive side, and I'm expecting a huge leap from year one to year two in Mike Patton's defense. I agree. I think we're going to go and get some additional talent. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. We get we'll get some guys coming back and healthy. Um, certainly, injuries are a part of the game, uh, but um, I, you know that that he was working with a decimated unit, um, and um, I, and I think it is important to have some continuity mm-hmm. um, I was actually um, really impressed by the, the job that coach Patton did this year um, given with what he had to work with honestly um, it goes beyond the statistics I, I really felt the defense kept us in the game a lot mm-hmm. of times when it, it you know you're wondering how in the world are we staying in the game it was the offense that a lot of times you know especially in the middle of the season uh, yeah. was was what let us down and and you know you can have uh, a defensive unit that you know gives up yardage but doesn't give up points uh, for example they didn't have a lot of they didn't force a ton of turnovers but that tends to be you know something that can fluctuate year to year so um, so I, I, I really felt that his his 
defensive uh, uh, scheme was sound, and, and I liked the game plans that he put together for the most part. So Definitely aggressive in hitting the quarterback, right? Like He did the best he could with, I think, some of the talent that was on the team this year from a pass rush perspective. Um, I know that you, you, you've mentioned this. Uh, Kyler Fackrell was schemed into a ton of sacks this year. Yeah. Um, you know, so gave, gave us opportunities to hit the QB uh, at times when I think in some other defenses or other coordinators wouldn't have been able to get those guys in position. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not to give our, our rivals uh, too much credit, but we saw just this past season how much benefit um, having a established uh, defensive coordinator yeah. uh, with the Chicago Bears and Vic Fangio uh, can make for a first-year head coach. Um, so I don't know what Coach Patton's plans are down the road. He may not even know that, um, but it's and he's saying he's not too interested in getting back into a, being a position of a head coach. Um, mm. But, it, you know, um, having some stability there and, and someone that, you know, you can trust uh, that knows how to put together that defensive uh, game plan um, that the players are familiar with, um, I think that can be huge, especially for a guy who coming in, his first time head coach, um, and his main task is to focus on getting things right on the offensive side of the ball. Definitely, Wags. I mean, d- does this not remind you a little bit of of what McVay did in the Rams. You know, he came in, he had an established defensive coordinator. There too. That's another good example yeah. with Wade Phillips. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I think it, and, and I really think that can make a, a huge difference. It's just, you know, I'm not saying that Coach Lafleur shouldn't take responsibility for the defense. He's responsible for the whole team. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's 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 one less thing that he has to, you know, have on his plate. Mm-hmm. In theory, you got a guy that you can trust to to run that side of the ball um, I think that can make a huge difference especially for that first year um, so and, and one other thing that I really like is you know I get that there were a few changes made uh, to the defensive staff last year after Patton was hired but for the most part you know McCarthy kind of promoted some of his guys mm-hmm. um uh, internally, and so it sounds like Patton is going to have a little bit more of a hand on building his staff now. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, he's keep uh, it's, it's he may keep a few of these guys around, um, but um, I, I think that's important too that he's able to kind of build out his own staff. And I mean, obviously, I guess technically that's Lafleur making those hires, but um, but I, I, I certainly expect Coach Patton to have more of his fingerprints across that entire defensive uh, unit. Definitely. I mean, we're there's. I like what we're seeing right now because I feel like we're going to be able to know where the accountability lies uh, yeah. with with these guys, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. I think it also points to um, to uh, Lafleur understanding that it's a huge do- job, it's a huge responsibility, and um, they're only going to go as far as the entire team can take them, right? So on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. Um, so just uh, I thought it's a it's a really exciting, wonderful. Um, you know, addition by keeping things the same. I know that some fans were frustrated with the defense, but Penn's a good coach. He's yeah. a good 
coach. I think he fits Packer football well, and uh, the key is going to be Goody um, filling some pieces in and making sure that he can be successful and have the talent out there because guess what? It's not Petten's fault that guys are missing tackles. I feel like he had guys in good position often, and um, and we had some guys that didn't have sound tackling. We had a lot of injuries. We had a lot of other issues there and just lack of talent at some positions, and um, we're going to retool, and we're going to, uh, you know, I think have a really good um, – good tempo and aggressiveness on defense in 2019 yeah so um just kind of looking at some of the other changes um we don't expect philbin's going to be back um, he was granted permission to um interview with the vikings for uh, offensive line uh coach position there um so whether he moves on to that opportunity or yeah. with another I, I mean i certainly expect he'll have an opportunity with another team it just uh it seems like uh the writing's on the wall they haven't officially let him go but i think yeah. that's just uh remember some of this just out of respect for for these guys they are under contract yeah. um so you know uh, you can give grant them permission to seek other opportunities without you know immediately uh letting them go and, and you know who knows in the co in the case of someone like coach wit uh, perhaps he just didn't even want to have to deal with the contract and he could just be a free agent yeah. and go look for that next opportunity so it could have just been as much him saying hey just just go ahead and, and and let me go and and that way they don't have teams don't have to go through the process of requesting interviews mm -hmm. or, or any of that stuff so well, and I think you're you're spot on especially with the two guys you just uh, you talked about Philbin and Witt I mean Philbin won a ring with the Packers on offense they owe him a debt of gratitude and Witt has been with the team 11 years right so you're right I think that there had to have been conversations behind closed doors of how do you want us to handle this and we're going to give you the opportunity that's going to help you and your family yep um um, are you at all concerned about the fact that it doesn't look like James Campen is going to be uh, necessary? We don't know that he's not going to be back, yeah. but he uh, did uh, have an opportunity to interview with the Browns for their offensive line coach position. I think I, so I have a lot of respect to talk about another guy who's been with the team for quite a while. James Since Campen. 2004. It's incredible. Before McCarthy. It's incredible, right? That's incredible. Talk about the continuity um, with the offensive line that he's had. Talk about the guys, the success that he, some of the guys that he's coached, right? We, he, has coached some really good offensive linemen for the Green Bay Packers and I think in um, years gone by I think we've sometimes taken for granted the development that he's done I mean David Bakhtiari was not a first round draft pick um, so you know we, we've we've had a lot of success with him as offensive line coach um, I expect wholesale changes though uh, on, on uh, from these position coaches in a large degree so while he's going to be missed and I really respect him and I I guess frankly would prefer that he was still with our our coaching staff i certainly don't blame him looking to go to cleveland and i think um you know we are still doing his own blocking offense i'm guessing lafleur would like to put his stamp on a lot of these positions and it's going to give him an opportunity to bring um you know fresh perspective and his own personality um his own personality really to to the offensive side of the football yeah i think you can have a lot of respect for a guy like james campion or, or joe philbin and also just look at it and say you know it's it's not so much that we don't think that you're fully qualified yeah. or that we would wouldn't love to keep you but it's may just be best for both parties to to mm -hmm. move on to a different opportunity yeah. so um so we'll see I, I i i would definitely be happy if they if they decided to keep uh coach campen like as as you said given his track record yeah. uh but uh certainly understand if if 
you know, uh, both parties decide that, hey, you know, uh, if you have another opportunity, maybe it's best to just uh, uh, get a fresh start somewhere else as well. Definitely. So, and I, I was actually um, definitely fine. You, you talked about the wide receivers coach, and I'd expect to be back. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they're looking to find somebody who's going to have pr- a fresh perspective to get some of these young guys up and ready to go for week one. I completely agree. So before we maybe uh, look at some of the um, candidates for offensive coordinator that have been reported um, that uh, uh, we've interviewed, um, I, I, I know this is getting way into the weeds, yeah. but you know, as long as we're starting a new operation um, – what about the strength and conditioning program? Uh, this this Packers team has been, it seems like, beset with injuries year after year after yeah. year. And um, not to, you know, target or take blanks. I mean, honestly, I, I think I would have to assume most of these strength and conditioning guys are, are using the same concepts. Um, part of it is incumbent on players to make sure that they, they're putting in the work. Um, part of it could be coaches um, mm-hmm. and how they practice. I thought there was an interesting comment uh, around the league. Um, you know, you hear things like, you know, we get injured because we don't practice. Uh, our coaches don't drive us to practice as hard. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't even talking about the Packers. Um, I forget which player said it. I think it was Don in Carolina. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's our that's our uh, producer Dozer. Yeah, so it's making sure that uh, he's king of. Kids. That might be our current strength and conditioning team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Dozer is trying to say that the strength and conditioning program is is, is worth taking a look at. Um, uh, we, I, you know, honestly, I don't know anything about uh, Mark uh, Lovett. Uh, he's uh, the uh, uh, strength and conditioning coordinator yeah. uh, for the Packers. He's been with the organization for 20 years. It's um, you know. Might do an excellent job for all I know, and it, it, but that being said, you know I, I think it would be it'll be interesting to see if that if that's something that uh, uh, is changed as well. So yeah. no, in in Wags, I mean that has been a frustration of a lot of Packer fans, myself included. Some of these soft tissue injuries that these guys seem to be picking up year to year. Listen, football is a violent, violent sport. Um, guys get hurt. We expect injuries every year. No team is healthy uh, going into you know this time of year, December, January, ever. But it just seems like year in and year out, we've got just this laundry list of talented players that are have these like soft tissue injuries and these these injuries that um, uh, at a certain point maybe it just makes sense. It is a fresh start to bring in some new guys. I'm not looking to 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 call for anybody to be fired, but I definitely got to think that's something that Lafleur is going to be evaluating, and it's probably already um, pretty, you know, pretty deep into that process right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. So that um, I, I get that a lot of us, uh, you know, Packer fans and ourselves included, you know, it's not like we're going to be floating, you know, potential strength and conditioning yeah. coordinators yeah. that they're bringing in. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, I, I do, I thought it was worth mentioning because to your, I mean, uh, those soft tissue injuries, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, your, your strength and conditioning program can directly impact that. And a lot of these guys are coming into camp with these nagging injuries. So, mm-hmm. um, isn't it the incumbent on, on the strength and conditioning program to make sure that you spend 
spending the off season um, getting healthy and and uh, having a program put together uh, to ensure that those types of injuries are at least limited. Um, so anyway, yeah. um, I think we've talked enough about that. So Dane, why don't we get into some of the um, offensive coordinator candidates that we've seen reported um, that have interviewed for the opening there? Yeah. So I mean, I think the 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 first guy we can mention. I know that we've interviewed is uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He was the uh, um, former Jags coordinator, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, their offense at times, uh, talk about an offense that's sometimes difficult to um, get a read on. Uh, their quarterback play in Jacksonville over the years has been pretty atrocious at times, um, but I think it might be a testament to their offensive coordinator that they could get to an AFC championship game and almost squeak one out against the uh, New England Patriots with that quarterback play. Um, they don't have those that top-line talent at the wide receiver position either, um, but at times they've been able to um, um, move the ball really well. So I think um, looking at, at that perspective first, um, it would be an intriguing hire. It's something that's totally out of left field for me. I don't watch a lot of AFC football. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars football, uh, but they've been um, they've had some success running the ball down there again. So uh, to your point about uh, Lefleur running the ball uh, with the Titans, we would look to um, continue to kind of um, find some running lanes. I think in this new with with that kind of offensive coordinator, uh, which then would open up the pass for the masterful Aaron Rodgers. Um, so um, intriguing option. Um, so what, one thing bit with Hackett, yeah. um, I, I just kind of digging into his background a, a little bit, um, kind of a mixed bag, as you said. Yeah. So he got fired mid-season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, their, their offense certainly was underperforming. You know, I, again, could that be personnel? That being said, the year before that, they were relatively healthy, and he got the Jags to fifth-ranked offense in the league. It's incredible. Uh, with, you know, so that's that's really good. Um, he has coached in, at Syracuse and Stanford. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of his background. He was a recruiting coordinator for Stanford, so I think that's, that's interesting to it note. Um, he, you know, I, I, that likely shows what kind of personality he might bring, um, but also, you know, when you coach at a place like Syracuse and Stanford, you know that you're probably talking about someone that's a really bright guy. I, I believe he's a, the same age as LaFleur, is 38 or 39 years of age. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Kind of moved up pretty quickly, but has uh, offensive coordinator experience with the Buffalo Bills for a, a couple of years as well. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a guy that doesn't have a track record or, or some experience. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think uh, don't be quick to dismiss, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, when I said, oh, they're they're interviewing an offensive coordinator from the Jaguars. Right. My first reaction was like, are you kidding me? So we're going to go and get a head coach from the Titans uh, yeah, that yeah. had a terrible offense. And now we're going to get an offensive coordinator from the Jaguars. What are we doing? Yeah, are we doing? Um, and I think that there's some, I, I get that that would be the initial reaction, but I, I just wanted to note that when you dig a little bit deeper, um, there's, there's, uh, probably a method to the madness Definitely. um that that you know the powers that be uh are, that are in the know uh i think probably have a pretty good idea of what they're getting he's also interviewed with the lions as well um as well as i think maybe one other team so yeah because the lions got rid of jim bob cooter right, right. so yeah. um so i think there's uh, certainly you know this this isn't you know someone that's looked down upon in league circles by any mm-hmm. means um so uh, one other candidate that they've reportedly uh 
um, interviewed is uh, Todd Monken, who yeah. also coincidentally interviewed for a head coaching position for the Packers. Isn't that interesting? Like it, that, that was crazy when I saw that he could potentially be coming in, and he we're going to be interviewing him for a coordinator position. Now. Yeah, and we said that you know some of these guys maybe they're not going to be the head coach, uh, yeah. but uh, if he's willing to come in and 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 take a coordinator role, especially given that he he wouldn't be calling plays, mm-hmm. um, you know I, I think uh, looking at what he did down in Tampa Bay, it's just kind of the opposite. I mean, uh, with uh, Jameis Winston, yeah. uh, you know, and um, um, Fitzpatrick, Fitz, Fitzpatrick yeah. at quarterback, yeah. my goodness, they had a explosive passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, you'd have to be excited about some of the concepts and, and what he would bring to the table. Yeah. Um, I just think based on his track record, he's uh, um, so um, he's got some head coaching experience as well. He turned around a program at uh, Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so um, I, I think that's a guy that would would definitely be someone that would uh, bring some experience to the table. And, and, and from my perspective, I think he would be um, so, uh, someone that Packers fans could, uh, you know, rightfully get excited about. Wags, I think he'd be awesome. Um, you know, he's a guy who hasn't been in NFL circles for very long. He's been a college coach for a significant portion of his uh, of his career. Uh, bounced around to a number of different programs, um, but um, you know he's made a huge splash in the NFL. Uh, I I think it would just be it would be a, a good um, good for perspective as well to have a guy who's got a long history of coaching uh, with a younger head coach to have a guy who's um, who's got maybe some good perspective from just coaching ranks overall and who's now shown that he can have success with lesser talent than Aaron Rodgers. My goodness, get those guys in the room, let them scheme a little bit. I think we could have a really explosive offense in 2019. Yeah, one nice, uh, one cool thing about Monken's background too is he's got a lot of experience um, working uh, with wide receivers, yeah. um, and he's also been a quarterbacks coach uh, uh, for a number of years in a, di- a number of different locations. So yeah. it's not always nice when you get someone that um, has that track record and has, has worked in, in multiple rooms uh, on the offense side of the ball definitely definitely um outside of our our coaching tree i do have to just slide into wasn't it great thank you denver bye bye vic fangio he's gone from the chicago bears uh did a hell of a job as defensive coordinator this year for chicago yeah and he will not be back yeah and uh so you mean you're not you're not scared by um the the bears bringing in uh uh, Chuck Pagano as their defensive coordinator. I think I sent you a text, smiling and laughing in the text. <laughs> bye bye. I, I think that I don't think Chuck Pagano is a very good coach. Yeah. So well, don't. guess what? We got to interview him, so we we, we got a little bit of um, a little bit of additional background on on what he wants to do. So yeah. that never hurts, right? That's that's we we said it. It's always nice to bring in some of these guys, even if you don't necessarily think you're going to hire them. Um, yeah, I I was pleased to see that as well. Um, it was interesting to see that uh, it was first reported that not to get a sidebar, but Denver, no. you know, they they kind of definitely zagged when the rest of the league zigged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Fangio does as a head coach there. I know uh, some Packer fans, myself included, uh, thought that they should have at least tried to interview Fangio. Maybe he 
let it be known he wasn't interested. I I'm, I, I don't think he was ultimately the right fit for no, the Packers job. Um, but uh, so it'll just be interesting to see how he does as uh, head coach out there in Denver. Yeah. Now now um, other than these two, I haven't personally seen any other offensive. Uh, coordinator um, candidates that that we have um, that we've looked at I saw that USA uh, USA today um, suggested yesterday that the Packers should interview uh, DiFilippo the uh, Vikings former Vikings offensive coordinator who um, who I, I guess um, took the blame for Mike Zimmer and the uh, the uh, awful management of the Minnesota Vikings paying so much for their quarterback. I think it was the that wasn't on DiFilippo. I yeah. Su- I think that was on Kirk Cousins, and it was a terrible signing by the Vikings. So I think he'd be actually a pretty intriguing uh, offensive coordinator uh, for Green Bay as well. Um, have you heard of anybody else out there right now? Um, you know, there's there's other names that are floating around. I mean, I guess it would basically just be baseless speculation yeah, at this I point. Agree. Um, I did see uh, DiFilippo's name as well um you know i I think the main thing is 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 lafleur is going to have to find the guy that is willing to come in and accept a offense coordinator role in which they're not calling the plays um which is fine but realize that that is not necessarily um a that could be a step down for some uh, existing coordinators, mm-hmm. so they could get blocked from interviewing. Um, and it, since it would be a horizontal move for some other existing coordinators, uh, teams can also block them from interviewing. So I, I believe the rules around um, interviewing uh, coaches is it has to be a clear promotion in order for the um, coach to be able to accept an interview request without the team's permission. So mm-hmm. um, one other name that was floated out there and I don't know if it was officially shut down although it seems like the rumor mill kind of shut it down was Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. uh, for the 49ers uh, sound, uh, he's a uh, close friend of Lafleur's. Um, I believe the 49ers blocked his interview request I, I think you're right along with Mike Lafleur, who is our coach's brother and I'm fine with that mm-hmm. we don't need to have nepotism on the staff mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's better not to hire people that you're not going to want to fire if they don't do the job um, not saying that he wouldn't do the job again but um, you, uh, you don't want an awkward thing. No, let's just avoid that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, and, and so um, that is to say, I, I, I do think that there's going to be, just like with the head coaching situation, sounds like there should be plenty of interest um, around the league to come in and and work with a Packers offense that underperformed. And boy, oh boy, if you're a, a coordinator, a potential coordinator, why wouldn't you want to jump on that? There's, yeah. there's really no downside. You can come in and get a lot of credit um so a guy like monken i think i'm sure he looks at it like you know if we come in and can just be part of turning this around yeah. he becomes a hot candidate for a head coaching position which he clearly wants to be head coach and there's nothing wrong with there's that, nothing right? wrong with that yeah. at all we all yeah. have we, we we i think we're all year to year <laughs> so there's no, i have no problem with guys that want to be uh um, you know, do the best and 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 um, continue to kind of climb the ladder. I do know that he is also interviewing with the Detroit Lions. So, yes. Uh, there's you know some uh, interdivision uh, rivalry happening even with the coaching series right now. Uh, to that point, uh, I mean, the, we all heard how a uh, sense of complacency set in, yeah. and that was part of the problem. I mean, certainly McCarthy had some turnover year to year in his staff, but he was coming up with you know all kinds of excuses to keep coaches that. Right 
frankly, uh, had position groups or units that were underperforming. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to be quite frank, sometimes, especially in this league, having some turnover is a good thing. Um, hopefully it's turnover by way of success. Uh, yeah, you don't want to have too much because you can have that brain drain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, getting a, a constant, uh, you know, influx of, of fresh ideas and, and input uh, is a healthy thing uh, for any organization. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. I bring in guys that are going to be motivated and hungry, um, yeah. and um, uh, you know, uh, do a, a job well done. Uh, so if they leave when they leave the Packers, uh, if they leave them in a better place. Uh, will be I think will be continue to uh, be an attractive opening to bring in other talented uh, coaches yeah no you're right and I I think the future is really bright right now for the team this is um, what a breath of fresh air that we're seeing uh, with this organization Uh, within the calendar year we have a new general manager now we have a new head coach we're going in a new direction a new offense which is something that you know we haven't seen forever Um, we'll keep petting around um, I think that right now I've, I would grade this this very highly. I'm excited. It seems like it, you can sometimes tell when uh, professional sports organizations do and don't have a plan. And it seems like the Green Bay Packers right now have a plan and they're orchestrating it to the best of their ability and they're doing a hell of a job. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think some of the criticism of uh, that the Packers have gotten over the hire of Coach LaFleur, frankly, is unfounded. Um, that they're, you know, you know, that he's unproven, that he coached a uh, underperforming team uh, or offense in Tennessee, um, that he's just a McVeigh disciple and anyone that that McVeigh breeze on can get hired these days, um, which I, I don't know. I guess there could, be, but again, I mean, he was the first guy off the board. Yeah. Um, so the Packers uh, interviewed a whole slew of candidates, yeah. um, found the guy they wanted, acted quickly, um, and got him. So it's not like they didn't have an opportunity to go a different direction. They could have hired someone else if they wanted to. Um, uh, so it, it, it definitely wasn't a panic move. It wasn't no. a desperate move. Um, you know, so um, I, I'm very excited. Uh, I I am glad it happened quickly. Me too. Um, I think, again, I think I speak for a lot of fellow Packer fans that I'm glad it's not Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I can say that now. Um, and um, I think this is a guy that... Uh, is hungry, um, he's humble, and I think he'll fit well with Green Bay and, and the organization's yeah. culture. Um, and uh, it, it's just, it's, it is great. It's it's time to go. It's time to get to work, right? Yeah, it's, it's totally, you're right. I mean, it is time to go. I expect explosive offense. I expect aggressive defense in 2019. Uh, there's no doubt about that uh, whatsoever. Um, so before, you know, as we're wrapping up here on uh, today's <laughs> podcast, uh, Wags, how you think we're going to be filling some of these, uh, this offensive coordinator position, some of these position, position, uh, 
uh, coaches pretty quickly, don't you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, by the time you listen to this, um, there's a good chance that um, the coordinator position is filled. Some of yeah. these uh, uh, these offers by position coaches may have been accepted. Um, some of the other uh, positions might have uh, received offers or even be filled. Um, so depending on um, how quickly, I don't think they'll all be done. Um, I would expect special teams uh, coordinator um, to be filled pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they definitely want to get the structure of the organization, get their coordinators filled. So the offensive coordinator, I think, is the next um, domino, aside from these two guys that were offered uh, positional coaches. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be special teams coordinator. And, and I, I think it'll move pretty quickly from there. Um, all of these uh, guys around the league are looking for a, a, a spot at the table, if you will. Yeah. Um, so um, the Packers have a head start. And um, so um, hopefully we keep hearing that news uh, over the next few days in the next week or so. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to uh, record a podcast. Uh, you know, uh, next week again, and, and just uh, kind of recap whatever hires we have, because uh, I think uh, between now and yeah, I, I concur now and and you know in the next 48, 72 hours, and certainly within the next week, um, we're going to have a real good idea what direction the rest of this coaching staff is going to be in. Um, yeah, so Wags. We got a coach. We got a coach. How about it? So, yep. you know, if you like what you listen to, uh, follow us on Twitter at LamboLeapPod. That's at LamboLeapPod. Uh, or uh, you can follow us on Instagram, LamboLeapPodcast. Uh, so thanks so much. Uh, continue to subscribe and and uh, download our stuff. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Play. Um, I think I said it all, right? Yep. That does it. Go Pack Go. Thanks, guys. Go Pack Go.